When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, July 14th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelier Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Fucking Gettys. Good to be here with you today, Bless. A rare Friday appearance of Tim and Bless. Well, it is rare because today is Thursday. Fucking goddamn it. No. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You're not there yet. You're not there yet. We got one more day left in the week. I know this is a long one, isn't it? It just keeps going and going. <laughs> Hang in there, Tim. Oh, I'm here. I'm happy to be here on a rare Thursday appearance with you, Blast. On a rare Thursday appearance with, with Tim. Tim, can you mm-hmm. guess what song I have stuck in my head based on me seeing your shirt this morning? Oh, I was gonna say airplanes by BOB before you said my shirt but Good uh yes but no maybe lucky i'm gonna go lucky no no you should have went the obvious answer hit me baby hit one me. more time come on bless no obvious that's too answer. easy that's too obvious yeah but like i can't like honestly i'll my my mind saw or my eyes saw your shirt and then my mind went i'll hit me baby one more time and i was like certainly i can think of any other britney song to replace this with and my mind just kept going back to hit me baby one, one more time now what was that you yeah. pointed to it, this is it's the hit me baby one more time single oh okay Oh, okay, he even says, it, hit me, baby, one more time. I don't know why. It's so hard to look at the camera all mirrored and shit and then poke your own body. Mm-hmm. What is, I don't like how you said poke your own body. But <laughs> what is your what is your go-to Britney song? I mean, they're, any of the classics, honestly. Okay. If you want to get even more obscure, I'm a big fan of Soda Pop. Oh. <laughs> the first album. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So if you want a deeper cut, Soda Pop, motherfuckers. Hell yeah. Shout out to mm-hmm. Toxic. I know Toxic uh, uh, is gets uh, a lot of love. It's not like Toxic is underrated or anything, but like Toxic is a classic. It's uh, always my, my old reliable when it comes to uh, Britney. Let me just tell you right now, you gotta watch the movie Elvis. Okay. I know I do. I it's know a, I do. I've been listening a great to the Doja movie. Cat song from that movie. What it's if I told good. you Toxic makes a surprising appearance in the movie? Are you serious? It's so good. It's so goddamn good. Goddamn. <laughs> All right, I'm going to check out Elvis, but Tim, enough mm-hmm. about Elvis, enough about Britney Spears, enough about Doja Cat. Let's talk about today's stories, which includes mm-hmm. Skate going free to play, PlayStation's new loyalty program, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames with bronze members or above, get to write in. And silver members or above, get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you a new kind of funny podcast and airing of greg vince's is live right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny <laughs> and podcast services around the globe it's funny because you know this this KF podcast was me nick uh andy and joey and i think toward the end of it i forget if this was during the post show or if it was after the show where we decided that any episode where Greg is gone is now just going to be um, just an airing of grievances. The the Festivus episode, the Gregtivus episode, where we just like get in it. and talk about all our issues with Greg, right? Because he can't fight back. What's he going to do? <laughs> Text me in the middle of the night saying that, oh, 13 months for a child is different from 16 months? Maybe that's what he's going to do. Maybe. But I'll ignore the text. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, of, course, <laughs> of course, this weekend, come party with Greg, Joey, Snow White, Mike, and Xbox this Friday in L.A. Uh, we're taking over the Fonda Theater in Hollywood for as the for the As Dusk Falls launch event, and you have to be there. You can RSVP right now at kindoffunny.com slash Xbox. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Gordon McGuire, Nell Tribesman. Today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN, MeUndies, and Athletic Greens, but... We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. 
It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. Skate is going free to play. This is Jay Peters at The Verge. EA's new skate is going to be a live service, free to play skateboarding game. Developer Full Circle announced in a video on Thursday. That's today. Fans have been eagerly asking for some kind of Skate 3 follow-up for years, but this new title won't be the Skate 4 they might have been expecting. Instead of a numbered iteration, Full Circle is imagining Skate as a constantly evolving world with a community created with community created content that's easy that's easy for everyone to ollie into. Quote, it's an authentic evolution of the franchise and taking what Skate 3 did in 2010 and bringing it to now into the future. Darren Chung, a creative director on Skate, said in an interview with The Verge. Quote, that is not only an evolution of the franchise, but it's an evolution of where skateboarding is and was from 2010 to now, and also where games are from then to now, end quote. Skate will be available on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. With crossplay and cross-progression, developers are exploring a mobile version too, but the full release is still a long ways away. Quote, I think the word launch is an interesting word for us because of the way we are developing the game and the fact that we want we want to get players feedback very, very early. Isabel Mocard, head of product management on Skate, uh, said, quote, we are just very flexible with what's going to be be with, with what's going to be the list of things that will be available at launch, because I think that that it'll depend. It'll depend on what our fans are telling us, end quote. But Chung impressed impressed on me uh, that even though exactly what's in the game isn't locked yet, quote, it's going to be skate. It's going to feel like skate. It will be a skate game. End quote. There's a bit more to dig into, Tim, but I want to stop there and get your immediate impressions. Free to play skate. What are your thoughts? I think the word launch is an interesting word for us because skating's more than that, man. It's a way of life, and it's really just how you think how to believe, Whoa. you know, you, about you yourself. A, you, just, you just spoke a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh, – it's interesting. I feel like the gut reaction I have is, oh, no, not like this. You know, this feels like one of those Twilight Zone situations where it's like you have all the time to read the books, but your glasses are broken. We wanted Skate for so long, we're finally getting it, but it's free to play, which normally sounds – like dirty nasty words the thing is i think thinking about it a little longer skates one of the few games that i think this could, might actually be the right call for i think that you know skate always was a community focused content creator type game where it is about hanging out as much as it's about playing it right it's kind of like having this this there's a social element to the skate games that i i think free to play could actually enhance in a way if it's handled with care and it seems like so far, Skate has been handled with care. All of their uh, videos they've been posting about the behind-the-scenes stuff, how active they are about making sure that they're working with fans uh, of the, the prior games to, to make sure that they get everything right, like the feel and just like what the offerings itself are. It kind of reminds me of the Dead Space remake, uh, where it's interesting that EA simultaneously are, are working on these two games that are uh, have a lot of interest, like hardcore interest from video game fans, fans yeah. right like from these franchise fran fans and it seems like they're really trying to get it right by going to the the hardest of hardcore of those groups and working with them to develop the, a modern version of those products one of them being a remake this being more uh a refoundation of what skate yeah. can be re in the modern times yeah and i i think that could be cool them talking about it being available with crossplay, cross progression like I understand why people would be scared about this, but I feel like we should let them prove to us this is a, a good decision because I feel like this one might actually pay off. Yeah, this is one that I understand the fear that comes with it because historically Skate hasn't been free to play. Skate has been this uh, full premium entry uh, into its franchise that usually you are, you are paying for for a full experience. But like the article says right the last skate game was in 2010 when it launched which was an entirely different sphere and a free-to-play game in 2010 would have been way different from what i imagine a free-to-play game to be now right nowadays when we talk about free-to-play we talk about games like fortnite we talk about games like apex legends which is an ea game that i would say for the most part is treated well right they've had their stumbles with apex legends but i, we, I a lot of us look at that game as a no this is good like this is quality this is free this is it's also free to play and it works for for what it is uh when i think about what i want a skate game to be in 2022 
being based off of Skate 3 and the evolution we saw with Skate 3 and kind of the re-revival we saw with Skate 3 over the years where, you know, it came out, it, you know, uh, not sunsetted, but the interest in Skate 3 died down over time like any game does. It was an old game, yeah. It was an old game, but then years later, Skate 3 came back because of YouTubers and content and people picking it back up just to have fun with it again. And I think that then lends to the idea that Skate can be this thing that is ever ongoing, that has an audience that doesn't leave or that wants to come back over the years with a new update or uh, a new cosmetics or new challenges or whatever it is. When I play Skate 3, I'm not necessarily playing through the story mode. I really am picking picking it up and then going through the menus and going, all right, which challenges do I want to do? Let me do this, uh, you know, nail this trick line or let me do this um, uh, Hall of Meat challenge, right, where I try to figure out how much I can fuck up my character. I am going through those and I'm having fun and maybe I'm hanging out with friends doing that as well. It is very much a jump in and experience it at your own pace type of game as opposed to something that has a linear narrative or linear story or a campaign that you can go through i think a campaign would be cool if they can if they could have this that in this new skate game but i don't think that's hitting the core of the skate community i think what you do to hit the core of the skate community is you you make and build a game that you can add things to like in an in an ongoing basis right and like figure out figure out what keeps people coming back and just cater specifically to that. And I think free to play for that could be the right move. Yeah. I, now, you know, devil's advocate to our points. And I, I feel like more in line with what I feel like the majority of people are going to think about this. Uh, I do think the concern is how content bear is this going to be at launch and how long is it going to take to not be content bear? Cause I do think that uh, free to play or not skate needs a, pretty meaty amount of content to begin with to give people that initial swell of satisfaction that you're talking about when skate three first came out right there has to be uh a, a full game's worth of content when it first drops yes. before the free-to-play stuff starts being a little bit more iterative and allowing them to have these moments to get people to pop back in as well as serving the people that never leave i think that's the the goal for them is to kind of continue people using skate as a hangout spot in the same way that we've talked about for years that Fortnite has kind of been used where yeah people are playing Fortnite competitively they're playing it just kind of casually to have fun but there's also people who just booted up just to hang out with their friends and i feel like skate always had that in a world that video game internet wasn't ready for right like oh, yeah. back when the old skate games were coming out it gaming online was a very different scene right and it was a kind of back when modern warfare was uh reinventing the rules of what console internet gaming looked like and i feel like there was a social aspect to that that has really kind of um found its place in the mainstream of gaming these days and i feel like if you apply the fun and what makes skate special to that modern idea i think that there's a a, a great chance of success again especially with the cross play and cross progression like the more people that want to play and hang out with their friends that are able to do that in a game like skate the better that is how it's going to succeed then it's just on them to make sure the content is there at the beginning and throughout to keep people uh coming back and talking positively about it all one thousand percent and yeah like looking looking back to they had a video uh this morning where they talked about it being free to play and some of the method some of the thought process behind that and also where they're at with with skate right now one of the things they mentioned was microtransactions i think that was the first talking point that came up because they knew the immediate uh pullback that the audience would have as soon as they say the, said the word free to play and even as you look at the when you look at the youtube youtube chat if you're watching it live everybody was like oh no like don't do this not like this l like all all the stuff that you expect to see during that kind of announcement but they then went on to say and i'll, I'll uh, cite from the the verge article um, where they talked to the verge about it um this is on microtransactions as for the game's business model mocard said the microtransactions are primarily going to be about cosmetics and convenience quote i wanted to be very clear that it's not a pay-to-win game there won't be any gameplay areas hidden exclusively behind a, a paywall players won't be able to buy any gameplay altering advantages the team believes that the best business models are based on respect trust and transparency and they want to create a healthy model that'll allow us to continue investing back into the game according to mccard the team is also planning on having things like seasonal drops in live events in the game but we are still exploring different options and yeah like a lot of that feels very like oh we got to say this <laughs> you know yeah. like you can say that about pretty much any free-to-play game to try and uh, quell those fears but again when it comes to skate and when it comes to what skate has been and what skate can be i look at old skate and i'm like skate was ahead of its time 
especially with things like what what you're talking about with the Fortnite. like hey this is a game that you can just hang out hang out in with friends like me and barrett have done skate streams on on twitch where we're just hanging out and doing random challenges and just fucking around right there's also the shareability aspect of of, of skate that they try to go for uh where you could uh record your lines and tweet those out or record them and share them with friends online um with your friends list and stuff and that stuff felt at the time a bit early a bit you know not as utilize like not a, a well realized not realized yeah and like a feature that i wasn't i wouldn't have utilized back then but now you give me that same feature i'll probably use it all the time in skate right i want to share all my lines i want to share my uh my cosmetics right if i'm if i'm rocking let's say they do an apex partnership or even let's let's get more wild, right? Let's get if they do like a Bam Margera partnership and they get Bam in there and I'm rocking my, my I doubt Bam it bless <laughs> You don't think we'll get Bam in there? Maybe not Bam? these days. Maybe he's, not he's these days. Is he, tough stuff. Is he, Real tough oh, stuff. He, oh no. All right. Well I hope it's not that bad. Uh but let's let's say uh, I don't know, it man. Is. Ronald McDonald's. I'm playing as Ronald, Ronald McDonald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ronald yeah. McDonald costume that I'm rocking in the skate game. And like I do a fucking dope ass, you know, kickflip over a bench grind into whatever rail, right? And I'm like, oh, that was sick. I want to be able to share that shit on Twitter, right? And share that shit on, on Instagram or wherever I want to I want to put it. Like leaning into those aspects of skate that they were thinking about back in let's say 2010 that might not if hit then that could hit now i think will work for it and i i think that kind of leans back into it being this free-to-play ongoing let's continue to get content in there over time style of game yeah absolutely i do think that the the biggest worry here is the word convenience uh because cosmetics sure that makes sense but cosmetics and convenience what does that actually mean we'll have to wait and see you know yeah. I, again i feel like a lot of what they're saying here is the stuff that they have to say i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing i Everything that the skate team has said so far has proven to me that they get what this game needs to be and who they're making it for. So I'm not concerned about that, especially with this next thing you're about to read, which I think sounds really cool. Yeah, so the last thing I want to throw in regarding this this story, they talked a bit about this thing called Collabazones. One feature the developers were excited about was what they called uh, Collabazones, a working title, which are areas that can be collaboratively built by players and appear in other people's worlds. In Thursday's video, Full Circle showed off some examples, including an absolutely massive ramp and a structure that looked like a skysc skyscraper tall pachinko board. Quote, you don't know when you jump into the city what's being built, what was built, or what's going on, Chung said. They continue, quote, you jump in and it's like, oh shit, what is that? Like a human plinko wall? I need to go check that out, end quote. And collab zones you make will appear in the world for other other people in real time, and so like they have it's essentially create a create you know the create a skate park stuff that you had in Tony Hawk that I assume there that that was there in um the skate games as well right but like it seems like they're expanding that even more so where collaboratively co collaboratively you can make you know bigger worlds or make uh, bigger structures within a world which sounds super cool I like the idea of this particular totally. go wall thing. Yeah, I mean, like this—this this is the like the iterate, iterative nature that we need from skate for everything that we've been talking about of like using it as a hangout spot, right? Like, imagine not just oh, let's try to do that line and you and Barrett taking turns trying to figure it out, but it's also like you know, it'd be dope. What if we put a <laughs> ramp here and try to jump this and all that? Like, it brings me back to like the GTA three days or Vice City days, yeah. like the the early GTA trilogy, GTA three trilogy days where. I just go to my friend's house and we would literally just create our own games of like who can survive six stars the longest, who can kill the most cars, whatever, like all that dumb shit skates perfect for that. Right. And if you were allowed to do this, the collabo zone stuff, like that sounds really, really cool. Yeah. You mentioned it brings you back to the original GTA trilogy. It even brings me back to GTA five with a lot of what goes on in GTA online with uh, the custom games that people will make in there where it is, Oh, let's do a last team standing mode. But We'll have it so that there's two ramps and you get in a car and one team has snipers. And the other team are trying to launch off the ramps into the snipers, right? And it's this custom game mode that people are able to build because guess what? There's so many people in the audience that are super creative that will that over time, right, will have will understand the game even more than the developers do in some cases, and we'll be able to push the game to uh, to its limits in those cases. Like, I can't wait to see if this takes off the way that they're talking about i cannot wait to see what kind of custom games kind of custom modes and custom areas that people create uh to make our own fun because skate Dude. is very much that kind of game and so it is make your own yeah. fun is the best way to put it and i it this reminds me of like halo forge mode or minecraft 
where like yeah. kind of even have a mix of the two where uh minecraft kind of is in a lot of ways like the standard for the community build something together type game right but also it is one of the best examples of a place that people just hang out while they're playing a game add that idea to skate and add the the complexities of something like forge mode which it sounds like they're doing with all the um plinko wall stuff like that's cool as hell Hell so i'm hopeful i i think that this could be scary but i think it's overall going to be a good thing the right move for skate tim Let's hop in. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's hop in to story number two. Sony announces PlayStation Stars. This is Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. Sony has announced PlayStation Stars, a new customer loyalty program which will launch later this year. Access is open to all PlayStation owners with additional benefits for PlayStation Plus subscribers. PlayStation owners will acquire reward points by logging on and completing certain activities, which can then be redeemed for PSN wallet funds and other PlayStation Store products. If you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you'll also, you'll also earn loyalty points on purchases made via the PlayStation Store. Certain activities will also reward you with dig- digital collectibles, which Sony describes as, quote, digital representations of things that PlayStation fans enjoy, including figurines of beloved and iconic characters from games and other forms of entertainment, as well as cherished devices that tap into Sony's history of innovation, end quote. It sounds like points will be relatively easy to obtain with a monthly check-in that will grant you a dollop of points simply for playing a game each month. For involved challenges, uh, more involved challenges will reward you for winning tournaments, earning specific PlayStation trophies, or even being, quote, the first player to platinum a blockbuster title in your local time zone, end quote. And for those worried about those digital collectibles ever being tradable, Sony has already ruled this out. Quote, it's definitely not NFTs. Definitely not. You can't trade them or sell them. It is not leveraging any blockchain technologies and definitely not NFTs, end quote. And that comes from PlayStation's uh, Grace Chen. Uh, that's what she confirmed to the Washington Post. Uh, so cool. It's it's so world. funny how like how quickly they got to get ahead of that. Yeah, it's like digital collectibles. Everyone's like, no! They're like, oh. and they're like don't they're worry. Like, no. Don't worry. No, it's the good ones. It's the cool ones. <laughs> I, does that, is that something that excites you? Are you no. excited about the idea of digital collectibles? No, not at all. But I, I understand like this stuff is, it's, it's, it's neat. You know, I try to drop the word nifty into as many podcasts as I can. And this is nifty, I guess. But I this it goes back to me kind of being frustrated with Sony's strategy overall when it comes to the PlayStation Plus uh, rebrand, rollout, whatever this is, uh, where it's like, why wasn't this just all part of one big statement? Right. Like get people excited about the PlayStation ecosystem and like explain how this all feeds into it. I think at the end of the day, this is probably not going to mean much to many. You know, like I think the the Nintendo Club Nintendo has uh, a similar thing. You kind of get the points and eventually you can get uh, re- like physical rewards or sometimes digital rewards. And sometimes that can be cool. It takes a really long time to get up there. But then over time, so as a Nintendo fan, you end up buying a lot of Nintendo games. That's just how Nintendo works. And you eventually get enough to get something cool. And like sometimes that's the Mario Galaxy 2 soundtrack on CD. And it's like, that's dope as hell. And then sometimes it's like, here's a picture of uh, Lemmy Koopa, the, you know, a JPEG. They just get it. Just a picture, just a JPEG. And you're like, all right, like, I all guess. Right, cool. I would have preferred five, Iggy. Bought five games for this thing, but sure, why not? Yeah. My, my, my thing with this is it reminds me a bit of what Nintendo does with the Nintendo Rewards, right? Where um, on the eShop, if you buy enough games, you get enough. I forget what exactly what they're called. I think like coins, Nintendo coins or something like that mm-hmm. that you can then spend to get discounts on other digital games. I I love that, and I've always I've wanted that from um, th- these other like these other companies, right? The uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Um, and so like the fact that they're implementing something that seems akin to that, I'm down for. Uh, the rewards for for this this first platinum in your time zone thing, or getting rewards for getting certain trophies. I think that's awesome. That's something that I've been wanting for a long time. And I think a big portion of the audience has been asking for something along these lines. Of course, like if they if they could go all in on it and make it a, oh yeah, for whatever platinum you get, you get a thousand points and that can accumulate to, you can spend that on games type shit. That would be the dream. <clears throat> I don't know if that, that might be too far for them though, right? They might look yeah. at that and go, uh, mm, mm. a lot of people get platinums and a lot of people get cheap platinums greg miller maybe we won't let <laughs> let that slide but even if it's like select games which i think under this this uh playstation stars program maybe could be the case under select games if you get the platinum you could get access to a deal or a digital collectible that stuff i think is could be exciting and could be enticing for a certain group of players and i think yeah. for that this is a good idea yeah that's the thing is like there this is a good idea 
I just don't think the implementation is going to be really flirting with the potential that this thing has, right? Because mm-hmm. I do think, uh, imagine like how addicted Greg is to Platinums, right? And to yeah. just trophies in general. If they just kind of did things that enhanced that experience and made it better for him and also more welcoming to others, that's just creating more hardcore PlayStation fans. That's a good thing that they would want, right? I just don't see them going down that path fully. And in the same way that they don't, mandate that your game has a platinum i feel like they're not gonna mandate that this is well implemented but again i don't think it's gonna be bad this isn't gonna get in the way of anything this isn't bad news i just think that it would be way cooler if this was a a focus of theirs and something that they really really wanted to to push as a big factor in their ecosystem right especially when they're going up against the xbox ecosystem at this point that has a lot of wins under its belt. Yeah, and Xbox. I mean, Xbox also has a lot of this this stuff as well, especially with the reward stuff with uh, Game Pass and the daily or weekly challenges that that you, that you can do there. Um, here's my ask: because mm-hmm. I I look at these digital collectibles, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, I don't give. A, I don't care if I'm getting a, a JPEG of Ratchet or a GIF of Clank <laughs> or yeah. a, a VOD of Kit. Kit, well, Kit was that name, character. Mm-hmm. You no. get a, a, a VOD. A, P, a PNG. A fucking VOD. That's a, what VOD you, is de- a VOD is a definitely video, not a file type. A video on demand of Kit from Ratchet and Clank. Okay, <laughs> it works. blessed. It works. Yeah, uh, I guess. I don't care about it as it exists now. But here's what I'll say. Bring back PlayStation Home, Tim. Mm. PlayStation mm. Home would have been perfect for this. Mm-hmm. If I could bring friends into my room and show them my collection yeah. of digital collectibles, yeah. think about how much more I would care about this. Dude, on real talk, jokes aside, that is a good idea. Like that is the type of thing Speaking that can ahead make of its time. this worth it. You know, that's a metaverse I want to be in, bless. I want to be in one where I can walk in and at any moment turn on a VOD of kit and look at my dancing gif of, of Clank. Okay. Clank. And you, if I yeah. walk into Bless's room, see what he has going on. I don't it'll, want it'll to just, I'll be I'll be Genshin 2B doll, 2B I mean for sure I'm gonna have a life-size 2B in my PlayStation home room I mean are you kidding me Tim mm-hmm, of course mm-hmm. but it, I mean life-size what's that even mean in PlayStation home like how tall are you in PlayStation home Black? oh man how tall I'm are pretty, you in the metaverse in the meta in PlayStation home I'm super tall I'm mm-hmm. I'm extremely tall at least five foot eight at least five okay. foot eight. Okay. Very tall. Very, very tall. Very tall five foot eight. I'm a very tall five foot eight in PlayStation home. Tim, I'm gonna so bring much. us home. Yeah. And tell people about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? But thankfully, Me Undies wants to help make this summer the most comfortable one you will never forget because when you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. And I know that from experience, but you know what? Me Undies has always been there to help me. I'm always wearing my Me Undies shirts, my lounge pants, my lounge shorts, my Undies themselves, the socks. I'm a Me Undies fanboy. Wouldn't have it any other way. I just absolutely love the socks soft micro modal fabric find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small all the way up to 4xl meundies has a great offer for all of you out there for any first-time purchasers you can get 15 percent off for a limited time if you sign up for the free to join meundies membership you get 25 percent off your first membership item to get 50 percent off your order 25 percent off your first membership item and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash kind of funny that's meundies.com slash kinda funny shout out to express vpn for sponsoring this episode when you use the bathroom you always close the door behind you right well you don't want random passerbyers looking in on you so why would you let people look in on you when you go online your internet service provider knows every single website you visit express vpn puts a stop to this it creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone i use express vpn on all my devices whether it's my phone my desktop uh all everything anytime i'm using the internet just because i am trying to stay as safe as possible the best part is using express vpn is as easy as closing the bathroom door you just fire up the app you click one button and you're protected. It is so easy. It's the biggest button in the world. One click, you're done. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. You can use our link, expressvpn.com slash kind of funny, and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash kind of 
funny. Shout out to Athletic Greens for sponsoring this episode. I started taking AG1 because I'm not a big pill guy. I don't want to spend a lot of time on extra things, but I wanted to make sure that I was taking care of my health. Now, I've been using it the last couple months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has a fun tropical taste that I actually look forward to in the morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery focused, and aging. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny. Have been any height, bless any height, and you went with an extremely tall five eight. I love that because <laughs> I mean, you can't get bless, that's so tall. Yeah. yeah, you can't get green. Yeah, five eight is taller. Like, who needs to be taller than five eight? Okay. No, if you're taller than five eight. No. It's like, what are you? What the fuck are what you, are you doing? doing up like, there? don't play in the if you're taller than five eight and you're not in the NBA, what the fuck are you doing? With Figure life? your shit mm-hmm. out. God. Figure your shit out. God damn. <laughs> Let's talk about story number three. Nintendo has acquired an animation studio. This comes from John Porter at The Verge. Nintendo has acquired CG production company Dynamo Pictures and will rename it to Nintendo Pictures, the company has announced. The new subsidiary will focus on development of visual content utilizing Nintendo IP and the planning and production of visual content, including CG animation. The company's IMDb page lists credits on dozens of titles, including motion capture work on Death Stranding and Persona 5 and post-production work on Metroid Other M. The acquisition comes as Nintendo is gearing up for the most significant cinematic release in years, an animated movie based on the Super Mario Brothers franchise starring Chris Pratt. The film is currently scheduled to release in spring next year, almost 30 years after the last major cinematic adaptation, 1993's live-action Super Mario Brothers, Some Super Mario Brothers, starring Bob classic. Hoskins and Jog Liguzon. Is it a classic? Is it a classic? Oh, yeah. it's a classic. Yeah. For I don't know call that one a classic. It's definitely oh, a classic. It's, it's not classic. like in in like any way that I feel like classics gotta way. be good. No, no, I don't know if you can be a no. bad classic. Yeah, no. you definitely can. And it's good. It's it's entertaining. Okay. Not not as an adult, you know, not not yo, an yo, intelligent person. Yo, there's, yeah, is it, is <laughs> like it a, a dumb great movie? Kid. No. But the production design is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love the the world of that movie. There's a lot of good in that fantastic. movie. There's a lot of bad. The production fantastic. design. Oh yeah, dude. You remember how those Koopas looked? Yeah. Well, the yeah. it was scary as fuck. They went the opposite. Instead of having giant heads, little tiny ones, big old little- bodies. <laughs> Tiny ass heads with like the biggest bodies on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't even look like they like what? in the elevator. The Koopas are little mushroom. Cr- I, I digress. Uh, and then also, the, of course, Nintendo put out a live action live action adaptation of Detective Pikachu based on the Pokemon franchise. Was that was released in 2019? Which I guess is more Pokemon company than Nintendo. But you all get what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. Tim, Nintendo Pictures, all the cool kids are doing it now. Mm-hmm. Finding their own, making their own production companies within their game companies. Mm-hmm. How you feel about it? Really good. I feel really yeah. good, bless. I feel like we've had a couple false starts over the last decade or so. I think that there was that that time period where PlayStation Studios like first started. What was it? Powers that they were talking about, where they were making TV shows that had nothing to do mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. with their, uh, their IP. It was just kind of like like getting things started on the Xbox side. There was like a bazillion false starts for things like Halo and all that. And now they're licensing it out. It's you know Paramount Plus and all that stuff. Uh, but the idea of Nintendo. IP being turned into entertainment properties is very exciting to me. We're starting to see it with the theme parks. Uh, obviously, we're getting the Mario movie that they're really going all in on, and like seems to be a big focus of Miyamoto specifically. Um, the idea of a Legend of Zelda anime or oh Metroid or whatever, it's exciting to me. I, I feel like we've gotten good hints uh, over time of what this could be. There was like a a little anime short of Star Fox that came out around uh, Star Fox Zero. And it was really fun. It was really cool. And I, I was excited about it. And I would love to have seen more. And I think that this is a step in the right direction to be able to get that. I'm not familiar with the Dynamo Pictures and like their motion capture work on Death Stranding Persona 5, post-production work on Metroid Other End. Like, I don't know what that actually means for mm-hmm. uh, what they are capable of, but I think this is cool. And I, I feel like, 
uh, we are at this era where video games have hit that mainstream appeal in a way that we just is unprecedented. We haven't been here before. And I think that that with more streaming platforms than ever, more people watching content and engaging with brands and franchises specifically, I think that there's a, a lot to be gained and uh, uh, hopefully a lot of fun to be had watching Nintendo shows. That sounds great to me. Uh, Tim, first of all, I want to issue an apology. I mm -hmm. uh, I misspoke. I called uh, Koopa's Goombas. You did. I didn't want to didn't want to hold you down. You know. Yeah, but. and I I appreciate it, but I mm, this should be right. a thing that we're that's very clear right. about. Koopas yeah. are different from Goombas, but the point still fucking stands, right? Koopas are the fucking turtle creatures that look mm -hmm. nothing like what the Koopas looked like in the mm -hmm. movie, and so well, one hundred percent the same point. Plus, I I mean, on, on top of that, Toad is a little oh mushroom God. man. He's not a like weird hippie. Strung Stunner? out hippie, <laughs> yeah. but hey, you know what Not I mean. Artistic liberties, okay, bless. It doesn't have a, to be one to one, you know. Such thing is too much artistic liberty. <laughs> but anyway, like you know, you mentioned uh, Dynamo Pictures and what they're capable of, and I find it fascinating looking through and seeing that yeah, they worked on uh, uh, Death Stranding, Persona Five, and then did post post production stuff on Met Metroid Other M, and that makes me wonder if this is a oh, we're acquiring them to do full full length you know motion pictures like st things like the mario movie or the i forget if the donkey kong thing is rumored or confirmed but I, the donkey kong movie that seems to be coming up as well or i wonder if this is more along the lines of hey let's do overwatch shorts <laughs> type stuff right like what if we could span or run the game or span the game or whatever of like doing short stuff to promote our games like maybe we have an upcoming mario and we want to do a here's a 10 minute little animation of mario hanging out with his friends or uh or do that while we also have the full length now here's a mario movie that is produced by the bigger a bigger film company or bigger uh, production company with the means to be able to do something like that um that said i'm also excited about this i think this is a good idea uh i, I think so many of us have wanted nintendo to lean into making animations out of their ip because they have such lovable ip and like mario of course is the mickey mouse of video games what if he could be the mickey mouse of film too you know like what if he can get in there and really uh what what if you can really use that ip and really uplift it to now okay cool mario is just an ip now in the way mm -hmm. that sonic of course video game character but sonic is, sonic also has a great movie sonic also had great cartoons sonic i think goes beyond just video games at this point Bless. Not comparing Sonic to Mario as if Sonic is bigger than Mario, just to be clear. I know Mario's bigger, hey, but you get what I mean. Two hit movies at this point. Like, that's that's something. Mario only has one movie. And it's not <laughs> a it's great. Yeah. And it's not a classic. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. A couple things I want to say. One, spoilers, Super Mario Brothers, the movie, ends with, like, a post-credit scene. And it's it's Daisy coming back. And she, like, opens Mario and Luigi's apartment in Brooklyn. And she has a gun. And she's Huge like, gun. we got to go. <laughs> And then they never made the sequel. And I remember being a little kid and uh, not understanding how movies worked and all that. And Kevin and I had grown up in a world where his mom got us Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. And we watched all of them back to back in one weekend. So that we just thought, oh, yeah, it ends. And when it says to be continued, the next one's available, clearly. You know, I grew up in a world where I got to play Star Mario 1, way. 2, and 3 back to back to back you know what i mean did you want to uh, search for mario brothers too i did i did <laughs> i remember going to different blockbusters and anytime i'd go i'd ask them like do you guys where's the second one like what's going on <laughs> and to this day i'm still waiting still waiting bless one day oh, so there funny. should be like a fan film someone should like figure this out get the cast back together Honestly, well i would enjoy a, a fan film sequel of the original yeah. mario brothers movie that mm -hmm. i would actually be into i can't imagine being a worker at a family video back in 19 let's say 1998 and seeing mm -hmm. a young little tim gettys mm -hmm. walk up and little go, timmy little timmy go hey do you do you have the super mario brothers 2 movie and they're and like oh you mean like, doki doki panic <laughs> it's like oh you mean actually, that was a good joke everybody <laughs> that was a great joke Thank that was a you. great joke god damn tim's on fire today story number four uh those hold on, hold on. before we move on last thing i want to say totally What's unrelated up? to the mario brothers stuff just talking about nintendo movies all right i understand we all know exactly what we want to build to but can you imagine bless can you imagine one thing all right i want i want two very specific things all right we build up boom super smash brothers the movie but then what do we get so what's the sequel bless what's the sequel sub space oh emissary. my god <laughs> i thought about this a lot like how you would build up to a super smash brothers movie I, we did a uh of course the next gen podcast that's me, me roger and barrett where we just we bullshit um for an hour 
I want to say we did an episode months and months and months ago where I pitched a full length like uh, Super Smash Brothers extended universe where it is it is the 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 um, cross paths of space and time. You know, space being the Star Foxes, mm-hmm. the Samuses, the Captain mm-hmm. Falcons, and then Zelda uh, or and Kirby. You can throw in space too, and then like you know Zelda and Link and all that stuff is more so like. Here's, here's us dealing with time, right? And, like, it is a time-space crisis that you have to meet in the middle for to defeat Master Hand and also eventually Taboo and Subspace Emissary. I've thought about this shit. Good. And I think I'm this shit you. would be dope. Mm-hmm. Nintendo, make it happen. Make it happen. You After you make the Super Mario Brothers 2 movie. After you do that, yeah, of course. You know what else I want uh, somebody to make happen? <laughs> What's he getting revenge for? Uh, them killing Mario. Oh, yeah. shit. I know. I know. Yeah, it's like, Well, that's Luigi's Mansion. You know, goddamn. No, Story number four. We're gonna have a CG ghost of Bob Hopkins, and nobody wants that. <laughs> Story number four. God those delisted Metal Gear games could make a comeback. This is Chris Golden <laughs> at Video Games Chronicle. Konami has stated that it is preparing to reinstate Metal Gear titles that had been previously delisted from digital stores. Today marks the 35th anniversary of the original Metal Gear, and the official Japanese Metal Gear Twitter account posted a tweet celebrating the occasion. First of all, happy birthday, Metal Gear! All right, you've lived a strong healthy life uh, i guess healthy until the last like five yeah, years right. but i you, you can get yeah, back yeah. in there you can get back there uh today again again today marks the 35th anniversary however awkwardly fans still can't play many series entries on modern consoles due to them having been pulled from the from storefronts last year konami said on wednesday that ga- uh, that the games would soon return Quote, the Metal Gear series, launched on uh, July 13th, 1987, uh, celebrates its 35th anniversary today. We're preparing, uh, we're preparing to resume the sale of titles that had been temporarily suspended. The statement likely specifically relates to uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3, which had been removed from sale in November 2021 because, according to Konami, some of the real-life archive footage used in them had been licensed and those licenses were now expired. Quote, we're currently working uh, on renewing the licenses for select historical archive footage used in-game. Therefore, we have made the temporary decision to begin suspending the sale of Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3, and all products that include these games from digital storefronts globally starting November 8th, 2021, a statement read at the time. Quote, we sincerely ask for your patience and understanding as we work towards making these products available again for purchase. Uh, Tim? I remember talking about this before, right? How these games yeah. got listed. I forgot it was because of the archival historical mm-hmm. footage that they put in there. That's still a wild story, the more I think about it. It is, yeah. And, you know, they're trying to get it back. Like, this is good steps forward. Again, we keep talking about the, the archival of video game history and stuff, and Metal Gear is no stranger to that. They've had their share of delistings over time. But, hey, good on you guys. Get them relisted. Classics. Get them relisted, please. Story number five. Resident Evil 2 Remake has now sold over 10 million copies. This is Ed Nightingale at Eurogamer. Capcom's Resident Evil 2 Remake has now sold over 10 million copies since its release in 2019. Capcom shared the news on Twitter with a parody image of an endgame ranking beside a typewriter. It received a triple S, of course. The news follows the recent update to the game for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC, adding 4K support, ray tracing, and improved frame rates. Big congratulations, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Hell yeah, man. Very much deserves it. Dude, I've, I've been thinking a lot about Resident Evil 2 Remake because Andy's been playing it. We've been talking a lot about it with him. Uh, I, I was joking that he was the, actually the 10 million sale here. So can, everyone, go thank, thank Andy you. for his work out here for making this a new story. Uh, but no, good on Capcom, man. Like they made some banger titles here. They did such a good job with RE2 and they're getting success with it and they deserve it. Like I feel like Resident Evil was in a very bad place. And in the last couple of years, they've turned that around. And I know Resident Evil 3 isn't as good as Resident Evil 2, but it's great. And I can't wait for Resident Evil 4 next year. I can't believe it's happening. I really can't, but it is, and that's exciting. We got Resident Evil, a Resident Evil 7. That was fantastic. Mm -hmm. A Resident Evil 8 or Village. Mm -hmm. I guess we're the same thing. We got that. That was, you know, pretty good. And Resident Evil is in such a great place right now. Yeah, way better than the medium. (laughs) Way better than the medium, of course. And I'm somebody who I've only recently become a bigger fan of Resident Evil. And that started with Resident Evil uh, uh, 2 Remake, which for me was one of the best games that year. In 2019, which was already a very strong year for video games. Resident Evil 2 Remake came through and really like laid it down in terms of oh yeah we got the fidelity we got the game design we got the action we got the horror and we're we're 
bringing something that is an old ass video game that had tank controls that was on the PS1 and N64, remembering it into a modern era in a way that can compete with other modern games in a reimagining that I think is probably one of the best remakes of all time. Like, good on you, Resident Evil 2 mm-hmm. remake for for being able to do that. And yeah, I can't wait for Resident Evil 4 remake. Like, that's one that I I hope d- uh, does a it has like a, sim- a similar level of impact in terms of how it's re- received and how it blows us away. Um, I hope it's not, not as much of a Resident Evil 3. Because I agree with you that that game is pretty good. But also, if compared to Resident Evil 2, it felt like such a step down. And I don't want that to happen to Resident Evil 4. So, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Story number six. Assassin's Creed Rift is reportedly set in Baghdad. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Ubisoft's next Assassin's Creed game reportedly takes place in Baghdad. That's according to Bloomberg reporter Jason Schreier, who was responding to a claim made earlier on Wednesday that the next series entry has an Aztec setting. Quote, the next AC game is Rift, which is set in Baghdad, he wrote. Quote, after that will be AC Infinity, and while that's going to be that's going to include a bunch of different games slash experiences slash biomes slash whatever you want to call them, I've heard about the main two, and neither of them are Aztec, end quote. While not officially announced, it's been claimed that Ubisoft is planning to release a smaller-scale, stealth-focused Assassin's Creed game this year or in 2023. Codenamed Rift and starring Assassin's Creed Valhalla character Basim, the title was originally planned as an expansion for the most recent series uh, entry before being spun into a standalone game last year, Bloomberg reported in February. So there you go. Yeah, one more standalone Assassin's Creed before we get into Infinity. Kind of interesting. I, I like this idea of them doing a smaller scale stealth focused Assassin's Creed. Like, can you imagine if they went back to, to basics and just had a, a year where it wasn't the giant Odyssey or Origin, but it was a bit more like the old school Assassin's Creed 2 type gameplay? I think that could be pretty cool, especially as they are about to get into Infinity and then eventually get to Japan. Yeah. Well, you think they're going to go to Japan? They have to at some point. I mean, Ghost of Shim already to. did it. Ghost of Shim already, ha- already okay. perfected it. You're not going to be better than that. I know, but, like, they still have to try. They're late, they're late to the game. I, I also think this is a um, a good idea, especially if this next one is... I mean, they're saying it's based off of um, Basim from the, the previous Assassin's Creed game. Uh, and so I don't know what that means for the kind of Assassin's Creed game that it is. But them saying it's small 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 scale and stealth, stealthy... Makes me think and hope that it is. Hey, no, here's the more traditional Assassin's Creed games, like the like the classic ones you love, right? Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Two, you know, maybe not Three, Four, you know, the ones that that helped really define what the franchise was early on before they redefined it again with Origins and Odyssey. Having a like a double hit sort of situation where we have these small standalone ones, and then Infinity is the big gigantic RPGs that you ha- that you have in Origins and Odyssey could help for them to have their cake and eat it too in a way that satisfies both um sections of that audience and then also helps keep assassin's creed fresh i think that could be really cool um and so i'm I'm so curious to see what this ends up being and then also what infinity ends up being yeah what are your expect- expectations for the, the upcoming ubisoft forward because they have one coming up i believe they said in september i imagine I, that at that point this is coming out next year it's not gonna be this yeah fall. yeah i don't th- i don't think it's this fall i think we kind of know ubisoft's fall lineup at this point it I don't know. I I feel like Ubisoft is in dire need of a reset point right now in terms of like their slate, in terms of their game lineup and what their what expectations are for them. Because what a Ubisoft game is, I feel like has went through multiple iterations in the last couple of years. And I think we're in this really awkward place where it feels like there's not like positive momentum forward for Ubisoft Uh, for the first time in a long time. You know, like, there was always, like, jokes we could make about Beyond Good and Evil and and things like that. But then there was always a a steady cadence, it felt like, of them kind of, like, they had their E3 showcases, and every year there'd be at least a couple fun things announced. Mm -hmm. And there was, like, kind of something for everyone. And it feels like in the last couple years, they've really stripped down their offerings in a lot of ways of, like, what Ubisoft games are even coming out and the way that they make games with so many games as a service being their kind of uh bread and butter with the the more live service games now right yeah yeah like then they've not had a ubisoft forward in a while now and with them skipping e3 season um slash summer game fest season i wonder if that means that this upcoming ubisoft forward is going to be jam-packed with stuff that are coming coming out in the next couple of years I get Nintendo vibes from them right now, where I think that this is going to be more of a, uh, let's just talk about the things we got. 
you know, as opposed yeah. to this being a let's like this is the big one and let's move forward. And I feel like they need that thing, but they also need to talk about the games that they have coming this year. I imagine Avatar is going to be a focus. Like, I imagine that's probably going to be that's probably going to be the big headliner. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's and then Skull and Bones. They still need to talk more about. <laughs> Yeah, like that's the thing. Skull and Bones comes out in November, the day before God of War. You have um uh what was the one you just mentioned? <laughs> right before Skull and Bones? Avatar. Avatar, yeah. Avatar, I believe, is slated for this year. I forget if that has a solid release date. I don't remember actually. Um did that get delayed? Like I wouldn't be surprised if there if people were like, oh no, it's, it's been delayed for a while. Um, I mean, Avatar is being re- released in theaters in September, and then the sequel comes out in December. I gotta imagine that Ubisoft would want the game to come out in November. So yeah. But like right next to Skull and Bones, I don't think they care about Skull and Bones, man. They just want that shit out. <laughs> it's like just shit it out, like just Let's, get it out of just here. Just get it out. We're working man. on this forever, man. And so there, there's a, a country government that's paying for this thing. Just put it out. Um, yeah, it's fascinating, right? When we're talking about what's what's going on with Ubisoft right now, it is uh, Avatar, it is Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, and then it is. Uh, God damn! I'm like I'm blanking. I keep blanking on the the the, Avatar? the Ubisoft games. No, oh. I said it. I said Avatar. <laughs> no, God, God, God damn! I don't know what's happening in my brain today. Skull and Bones. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah, okay. you. It's these, it's these three games. It's because they're all forgettable. God damn it! Except for yeah. maybe Mario and Rabbids. I know you guys yeah, like that yeah. one. Uh, but that's what's happening for them right now. And I feel like for them to do a Ubisoft forward and just focus on that, like that would be good for the games that are coming out this fall. But I feel like by the time we get to January, it's going to be like, all right, man like what's up what's going on yeah totally and that's the thing is i think they need a reset point of a new understanding of what ubisoft's upcoming slate looks like and the thing is there are some exciting questions right like uh where is the star wars game when are we gonna get whatever that is from them right and i I think that it's gonna have to be shown off soonish at least announced in a more formal way than just we're making a star wars game um so that's exciting i am hopeful that prince of persia says of time remake is eventually going to come out and be in it's some not. good <laughs> at the very least not in not, not anytime soon the, the latest news on that game was that is that they gave it to I a different know. studio to work on yeah that shit doesn't exist at this point anymore but hey I we'll see it. you know I like so i expect bad. i expect this boss team assassin's creed game assassin's creed rift will probably be in their ubisoft forward as well and then maybe you get a hint of infinity that could be exciting for it maybe we get far cry dlc or a spin-off standalone far cry game like they like to do you know like maybe we get an update on beyond good and evil 2 maybe we get division heartland yeah. there's a lot of maybes out there for you yeah yeah ubisoft's in a weird place for me right now where i've always kind of been a bigger fan of some of the lesser ip and at, at times they weren't lesser but prince of persia rayman was always a big one for me and i would love for them to make another rayman origins rayman legends like in that 2d style those were such fantastic video games and oh, it just yeah. seems like they're not doing that anymore you know like the ub arts engine was or ub arts project was so great and i just feel like they just stopped and they've totally changed their game i just want to know what is ubisoft now i feel like they, they need don't to know. answer that question I don't and know, that feels I don't like know they don't know, know. Yeah. Ah. we'll see maybe the ubisoft forward will ignite hope in us at the very least we'll see Seth mckee and that'll bring us joy Mm-hmm. Final news story, story number seven. Escape Academy has announced a season pass roadmap. This comes from a press release they released this morning. Um, Kevin, in assets, I actually put the image uh, of the roadmap in there if you want to pull it up real quick for the people. But basically, they, it's it's the image that you see all the time whenever people put up the roadmaps, right? Of the four images and then what they have planned for each season. And so right now, of course, July 14th, the game is launching. Uh, they have the first DLC planned for fall 2022 called Escape from anti-escape island which they say will include five new escape rooms they then will have uh, a free major update coming in early 2023 and then dlc2 escape from the past that drops in spring 2023 which will include another five uh new escape rooms which really exciting i was not expecting this from this game when um greg was talking about it during the gamescast review which you can check out right now um one of the things that i found to be a little bit of a bummer was him saying that yeah, once you're done with the content, you're pretty much done with the content. Like, it's not um, procedurally generated, and there's not a challenge mode or anything like that. And Escape Academy, to me, seems like a game that would benefit so much from, oh, yeah, no, come back for another hit of uh, Escape Room Madness, right? Like, have, fun, have like you mm-hmm. know, bring another, bring whatever friend you have that might enjoy this kind of thing and, like, get back and regularly solve these different changing puzzles. The fact that they're adding in DLC with um, multiple new escape rooms seasonally is such a, such a good move for it. Um, and it makes me really excited uh, for this game. So uh, go get him, Escape Academy. Bless. Just a note for the future. I can't actually do anything with an image that's embedded into the doc. Uh, it has to be a link. 
Yeah, a link. Gotcha. Okay. You can always no, no, include no, no, no. an image and then a link underneath for me. Uh, otherwise, okay. like I can't even copy and like like I can't download this image and then open it as a save. Usually, I do a link. This is one that I literally like. Greg Miller sent me, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll just throw it, throw it in there. But cool. Yeah, no worries. Future. If if just uh, again, future thing. Just uh, you could always slack that to me or toss it into me. assets. Got you, baby. Uh, Tim, I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what how, how good these Escape Academy new escape rooms are. But DLC one is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Drop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. yeah. Out today, we got Azure Striker Gunvolt 2 for Xbox, League of Legends Wild Rift Patch 3.3, Serious Fun Football for PC, XEL for Switch, Mothman 1966 everywhere, Superola, Champion Edition everywhere, Escape Academy everywhere. It's also on Xbox Game Pass. We're going to play it that way. Dinkum for PC, Pascal's Wager Definitive Edition for Switch, Spider Soars for everywhere. Spider Soars? Spider Soars. That's nope. everywhere. That sounds terrifying. I don't want that. Worth Life for Switch, Meteora for PC, Ooh, Xerthos, Xerthos, the Heir of Thunder for Switch, (laughs) Clan Folk for PC, Chimera Land for PC, The Future You've Been Dreaming Of for PC, Toilet Chronicles for PC, Mucinex for Xbox, (laughs) 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 they they just name it games whatever nowadays, Power Watch Simulator for PC and Xbox, Uh, Crossing Frontier for PC, Eyes in the Dark for PC, and then Kursk. Car switch, Mucinex, cool. huh? Uh, <laughs> new days for you. Rumbleverse is launching August 11th with season one starting a week later. Uh, cool. Sega Genesis Mini Two blasts its way to North America on October 27th. Dude, I Pretty looked cool. at the game list on that thing. Woo! It's looking rough, my friend. Oh yeah, it's looking no bangers? rough. No I mean, bangers? a couple bangers, but like, where on the Sega Genesis Mini Two? <laughs> like, that's, that's fair. No, that's fair. It's like, what's left? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Two Point Campus is coming to PC and consoles on August 9th, and then Multiverse's open beta will begin on July 26th, available for PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC with full crossplay support. Yes. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong, as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Kebab says it's Friday in New Zealand, uh, if that gives Tim any comfort. It does. Uh, SN says the Nintendo loyalty points are called gold coins for game discounts and platinum coins for physical slash digital rewards. And then ALWT Gaming says Avatar is slated for this year, but will probably be delayed. Quote, Ubisoft's Avatar game is finally starting to take shape. The game publisher has revealed that Massive Entertainment's newly, newly named Avatar Frontiers Pandora Yada, yada, yada. I guess this is from the original press release where they say it's going to come out sometime in 2022. But then I guess recently somebody was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's coming together. And so we'll see. We'll see about that. Tim, you excited for some Avatar action? Uh, probably not, but maybe. It's fair enough. I'm excited for the movie. I'm not excited for the game, but I like uh, could be okay. Tomorrow's host. For kind of funny games daily are tam and lucy for that game spot takeover mm-hmm. if you watch this live on twitch right now after this is escape academy with mike and nick that should be a very fun one escape academy is a very fun game mike and nick very fun people if you want to catch that stream later you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. But before we go, Tim Geddes, what's up? Plus, before I let you leave, you have a flight that you have to catch. You have to leave us. Kevin, can you please bring up the video I sent you? Because I need you to see that I wasn't crazy. I wasn't making up the end of the Super that, Mario Brothers right. movie. Oh, okay. okay. Me, you need wait, to see where, this. where did you send this to me? I sent it to Assets. Did you send okay. it as a link? Because uh, Kevin needs a link. I did send it as a link. Oh, thank I God. did. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> that was a close one. <laughs> oh, y'all making fun of me, you piece of shit. All right, can we hear this, Kev? It's open. Luigi, Mario! Daisy! 
You gotta come with me. I need your help. What's wrong? You're never gonna believe this. I believe it. You do? <laughs> I believe. <laughs> We were robbed. Where's the sequel? Where is Doki Doki Panic the movie? Tell me, people. You know what, man? I was wrong. Mario Brothers movie is pretty all right. That's a classic. That's a classic. (laughs) I just brought back so many memories. Again, I've been blessed. That's been Tim. Post shows after this. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Game Daily. I believe.